You're listening to the Digital Data Cafe podcast, where we talk about everything data-driven in your world. Join us each week to hear from the world's top business and industry leaders on why using data in a digital world matters. Here's your host, Albert Thompson. Thank you all. Uh, This is another episode of Digital Data Cafe. I am your host, Albert Thompson, um, and CEO of Driven IQ. I am pumped and excited. I have the one, the only owner and founder, the BDC Alchemist, Mr. Sean BDC Armor. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, but quite the intro, quite the intro. Thank you so much. You deserve it, man. I mean, listen, we met at Digital Dealer, right? Man, right then and there. I mean, right on the docks. We're like, this is it. (laughs) <laughs> you and I connected right off the bat, right? Yes. So um, Alchemist, man, BDC Alchemy, that's the name of the business, right? So tell our uh, listeners out here, what's what's BDC Alchemy and, 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 and who's Sean Armour? Yeah, um, great. Thanks. Uh, well, first things first, thanks for inviting me. Um, so BDC Alchemy, um, I'm the owner and founder. Uh, been in the business now going on 21 years. Um, so BDC Alchemy, basically, I assist Uh, dealerships in architecting, revenue generating BDCs. Okay, it's based heavily on people, process, and technology. So, got it, I'm sorry, I didn't have to say, you basically help dealers architect their BDCs, is that right? Correct. And you a lot of times, a lot of times what happens is their BDCs are broken or they just need a recalibration. It's not necessarily that they're no good. However, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So if we look at it under the rooftop, um, one of the departments that was created years and years and years ago was the BDC. Why? Because there was an absence, I guess you could say, of a proactive mindset on the sales floor. Okay, regardless of the reasons why. So a salesperson or his ex-sales manager created the BDC to fill in that void. So what had happened is over time, the dealership evolved, the people evolved, marketing evolved, the way we we communicate evolved, but the BDC hasn't evolved. Typically speaking, um, because I come from it, I'll tell you that in a second, but typically speaking, your BDC will be found. First of all, BDC is always like this mystical department hidden (laughs) somewhere in the dealership. Right. Like, hey, do you guys have a BDC? Yeah, it's over down there. And usually Uh, it's like an ex-storage room. Yeah, there's a, mop, right. there's a mop to my left and it's just <laughs> the box of work orders to my right. And then in a 10 by 10, there's like four people. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that so funny. It's so funny that you said that because that is literally so true. I can't even begin to tell you how many dealerships I've been in. It's like, where's that mystical BDC room? And it's like you know, a little that's box correct. there with four cubes put together, right? <laughs> that's oh, correct. Man. And what's yeah. so funny about it is, um, you know, I've become an industry authority Okay. Um, I, I don't like to use the word expert, a bit hubris, uh, but I've become an industry authority on BDC. Why? Because that's where I come from. Okay. Uh, so just to back it up a little bit, um, 21 years ago, um, after coming out of school, I did some marketing courses, graduated in marketing. Uh, when I left school, I couldn't find work. I was on my own, so I had some bills to pay. So at the time, uh, my little brother was working at one of the larger dealer groups here in Montreal. Um, and I asked him, I'm like, Hey, listen, I'll take anything right now. It's not who I am. It's my circumstance. That's right. Right. So I'm just a hard worker, lots of work ethic and just get my foot in the door and then I'll make some noise from there. Right. So he got me in at one of these dealers washing cars. Mm. 
and it was only supposed to be for about three months. I think it was the summer of 02 or 03, something like that. But it was only supposed to be a couple of months, wash a couple of cars, you know, send out, you know, my resume, try and get into, into what I originally planned to do. Yep. Um, lo and behold, 21 years later, here I am building BDCs literally across the world. Um, when I say across the world is I do some consulting. Uh, I've been as far as Poland, uh, a little bit of consulting in Germany, uh, Trinidad yeah. and Tobago. I'm here in Canada as well as in the States. Um, so there's some consulting aspect of it. Um, I do BDC service, BDC sales, but what I really pride myself on is the elite BDC coaching component um, aspect of, of, of my business. So and that's it. So go, go ahead. No, no, absolutely. It's, it's funny. Um, you know, your story, right? It's the typical, how did we get into auto story? I was just, <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. I was like, you know, we, we never meant to be here, but here we all are. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah. I guess what fuels my passion and my excitement for, for what it is that I do. Um, cause there's plenty of great, uh, BDC practitioners, there's coaches, there's consultants, there's trainers. Um, but I guess my story is just a little different. Is it better than anybody else's? Absolutely not. It's just my story. I worry about me. I stay in my lane, right? I love to collaborate. So what happened is that when I was washing cars, when I went in, um, this is a big, we still laugh to this to this day because the service manager um, that did that did my interview, I actually showed up in a suit and tie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how bad I wanted the job. And he was Good. just laughing at me. He's like, you do realize this is to wash cars and not to sell. I'm like, absolutely. That's right. um, but this is how bad I want to get in here. Um, so once I got in, I just worked on my craft. You know, I just focused on what I have to do today and do it as best as I possibly can be a better version than I was yesterday. And that work ethic, you can't fake work ethic. No, you can't. And you know, what's so funny is um, I love that man. And you're getting me hyped up. So we better be careful because two of us hyped up, man, we're in trouble. We're going to break the internet. No, we might physically break the internet. It might just melt LinkedIn. Um, but I will tell you this, man, you, you can't, you cannot fake that hustle. You cannot fake that drive, man. You either have it or you don't. And, um, you know, uh, it's funny cause you, so you got in about 21 years. I've been in for about 25 years, started selling, um, uh, my own business, believe it or not, when I was 14, 15 years old, it was, um, nice. to, to franchise dealers, you know, a photo taking service. But, um, you, you know, one thing you just said that, uh, re really resonated with me, man, is that. Um, you just drive that, you know, that internal passion and, um, you know, guys like us, we, we run silent and we run deep. I like that nice yep. and deep, surgically deep. And, and what happened is that what a lot of people don't understand. And if this could touch one person watching this right mm. now, it's, it's my story. Look at where I started. Yeah. You know, I started off washing cars. It was like an accident. It was supposed to be here for three months. However, I need people to understand, especially BDC practitioners, because these shoulders are for them. Stand on my shoulders, right? I'm doing this work for them. I'm doing this work for me as well. But it's more to, how can I say, I'm trying to um, interject um, the mindset or I'm trying to interject a path of legitimacy for the BDC once and for all. Well, let's talk about that. So, so your yes. story. So you go in there, you're washing cars, man. You, you know, you came in there, you were dressed like the president because you wanted to be the president. <laughs> there you go. Now you're you're 21 years into the game, and and, and yes. these shoulders are there for for BDC um, practitioners out there to stand right. on. So, so walk us through that. What does that look like? Uh, that looks like very simple. Focusing on the core purpose of the BDC. The core purpose of a BDC 
is to drive a consistent flow of traffic to both the sales and the service departments. It should do four things. Okay. It should improve um, customer communication. It should allow for a consistent customer communication. It should drive customer retention and ultimately improve CSI. Yet, every single time that we talk about BDC, when we look at the metrics, when we look at the KPIs, whenever someone's talking about BDC, they're always talking about, well, how many cars are sold and how many this and how many that. It's not sold is a result of the work that we do. The selling of vehicles is a byproduct of the systems that are in place. Let me just explain. I am of the firm belief that we need, in order to to solve a problem, we can't solve problems at the same level of thinking that created them in the first place. I like that. I like that. In order to truly, to truly not even just solve a problem, but to invoke change. We need to solve the problems at a systems level, not at the results level. Hmm. We need to solve things at a systems level. The results are simply a byproduct of your systems in place. That's right. That's right. I like the way that you've, you've really broken this down into four systematic things um, you know, that are uh, the intrinsic core four, if you will, for the BDC, right? So, so we're improving customer communication. Um, you know, we're, we're creating consistent consumer communication. Um, we're, we're trying to solve for, for retention. And then ultimately we're trying to drive better CSI from a both sales um, very ops perspective and a, and a fixed ops perspective. Um, but to your point, right? If, if the byproduct of the issue um, is X, Y, Z, you can't solve it if your mindset is still of X, Y, Z. We got to go to the systemic level um, and, and solve for that. So how does, how does a dealership, you know, and again, you know, Please, you know, tell, tell the listeners out there. So how would a retailer out there who's been doing it the same way over and over and over, how are they going to invoke that change and think from a different mindset? How would you, how would you propose they do that? Well, the first things first is we need to understand what the actual issue is. Hmm. All right. Um, what I'm seeing uh, in the modern climate are patterns because obviously I deal with BDCs all over, right? right? So I'm just seeing patterns and I'm not knocking on it. I love this industry. It has given me everything it puts food on the on on the table it's given me a career so by all means this is coming from a place of love and it's coming from a place of passion so what i'm seeing are patterns and um these patterns is that we're trying to constantly solve short-term problems that have very long-term negative effects on potential growth Hmm. so common are these problems that they become ingrained in the business and ultimately become unrecognizable to the decision makers. Case in point, if we look at um, the the sales side, the entire thing needs to be reverse engineered. Let me explain. We have for decades been um, an industry that go from month to month to month to month. You're as good as your last month. So we go from one month to another and we just kind of navigate and we kind of bulldoze through a month. And then the first of the next month, think about that. We just had a good month or a bad month. The first three days, typically speaking, there's a sales meeting based on what we did and what we didn't do, et cetera, et cetera. And what are the new KPIs for this month? And then we just, the same same routine all over again. That's right. We never kind of 
stop and breathe and take it in and analyze the data. What is the data saying? Manage the data, coach the people. Manage the data, coach the people. So in between those the, the months, from month to month, we kind of just hip hop like a frog and we're leapfrogging from month to month to month to month without focusing on the fundamental core, which is the people, yeah. right? Now we're gonna bring in trainers, not to harp on trainers, they're great, but training should come after the foundation has been poured. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more not to interrupt you. I think you're exactly right. You know, all, all too often we'll come in here, we'll bring in these trainers um, and, and we'll have them come in there and train us on, you know, how great these, these new processes could be, but we haven't solved for the foundation yet. Um, and, and you really can't, you know, if you, Hey, great training, bad foundation, you're going to go back to poor execution. So, um, you know, this is a really good segue because one of the things that, that you and I've talked about and what I get really excited about with um, BDC Alchemy is you, your business, and again, um, you know, I don't want to explain it for you, but you break it down into what? People, technology, with three things. People, technology, and process. People, right? technology, and process. Why don't you tell uh, us a little bit about that? So, you know, how, how does that relate to the dealership? And I think you're doing some of that now, explaining it, but people, yeah. technology, and process. What, how does that relate to a dealership for their BDC? Okay, cool. So, the, the great question, by the way, right? So, I call it reverse engineering. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I first get to a dealership or or when we get on the discovery call right away, it's, hey, how long is this going to take? How long are we going to see profits? And mm -hmm. my immediate response is, how long is the thread? Mm -hmm. You know, like we need how wh what am I walking into? How, how much damage do we have to repair, et cetera, et cetera. So when I say reverse engineering, what I say, what I mean by that is um, Stephen Covey said it the best. Um, begin with the end in mind. Mm hmm. Where do we want to go and where are we right now? So by amalgamating people, technology and process into a carefully balanced choreograph, you are able to create sustainable action and economic alchemy. Now, what I mean by that is when we're looking at people, it's all about EQ or emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. We need to connect with our people on a cellular level manage the data and coach the people. Don't use the data to discipline the people. They're doing their job already. They're showing up. They're not late. They come every day. They spend eight, nine, 10, 11 hours. In my case, 15 hours at the dealership, right? right. right? right. Um, so they're already doing their job. It's time for us as leaders to do ours. Number two is technology. I love technology. Everybody's talking about artificial intelligence, all the all these new things coming up. I was just over at uh, Digital Dealer. I was over at the NADA. So many exciting companies coming up, but we have to be very careful in how we use technology and not get too caught up and create new patterns of disruption. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is I basically use technology to replace the rep uh, excuse me, the repetitive binary human actions, right? What can I use AI for? Or what can I use a piece of technology for to replace this binary action so that my BDC could be more focused on revenue generating activities, right? And then last but not least, we have processes. And as I said it before, processes are systems. It's yes. just systems. And in order to have systems, like I was talking about reverse, uh, reverse engineering, uh, for far too long, you know, we've had like this, this hierarchy in the dealership or in any organization. I think that in order for us to get through what we're getting through, the next evolutionary step is to go from a hierarchy, 
hierarchy process to more of a network based have networks within uh, within your system and lastly what i'm saying is um to take a page out of simon sinek's book he said and i love this quote which is why i say it so much managers do things right leaders do the right things yes that's a, so that's now that brought into into my business the perspective of maybe we don't need more managers maybe what we truly need are leaders yeah. so by uh, amalgamating these thought processes and adopting more of a network system within your ranks you no longer or the dealer principal or the gm no longer is alone in his office trying to figure out how the hell are we going to solve this can you imagine going from a dealer principal with three managers to a dealer principal with eight leaders love it love it i do i think that's great and you know um let me ask you a question sean because i think you know each of these uh, processes, right? So you got, you know, well, basically, well, let's look at it this way. Um, fundamentals is a better word, right? So you've Correct. got, you know, you got technology, you've got people, and you got processes. Each of these can be broken down into, you know, more subsegments. That's absolutely. right. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So, so there's no end to it. That's right. So when you talk about, you know, um, the emotional intelligence of the people, um, what's the right kind of person? If I'm a general manager, right, I'm looking at, you know, hey, maybe I don't have a BDC or maybe my BDC is lackluster um, and I want to stand up a better performing, um, you know, BDC. And I want to just try to take a rule out of your page book. How about that? Um, What what kind of, you know, qualities would you say make the right person for um, a BDC role or or is that maybe not the way to look at it? Um, well, when looking at BDC, it's very important to understand. I mean, th- there's a broad spectrum of us. You know, there's a broad spectrum of talent out there. Some people make it faster than others. Um, some people look at failure to um, to motivate them, such as myself. I don't see things as failure. I see things as learning opportunities and to make sure, hey, I won't do that again. So when we're talking about what kind of manager or what kind of person to lead the BDC, I would have to say, Take your time with it. Yeah. Study your craft. Learn the intricacies of what you do and not just the surface level stuff. What I mean by that is oftentimes on my discovery call, my first question, because I usually like to have the, B, the current BDC manager or team leader, as well as the dealer principal or the GM in the same room. Hmm. And my first question all the time is, can you please, in one sentence, define the core purpose of a BDC? And I have yet to have an, a clear articulated answer. Now I've gotten some really good answers, but failure of understanding the core purpose, which is, as I said before, to drive a continuous flow of traffic to both the sales and service. That has nothing to do with sales. The sales is a byproduct. Right. So now when we're talking about um, BDC um, agents, let me break it down for you real quick. And this is from me, this is, but yeah. it's 21 years of, of, of doing this craft. I've, I've coached hundreds of agents. A lot of my agents have went on to become service managers, service advisors, team leaders, BDC managers. So typically speaking, if there's, um, you know, a GM watching this right now and they're on the hunt right now for to replace or what have you, zero to three years is a typical BDC agent, give or take, right? So be- from zero to three years, at two and a half, three years, you know, of always doing these binary repetitive movements, they start, you know, okay, what's next? Right. Three to five years is typically where you should have enough understanding, um, and that would be what I would call a team leader. Okay. 
from five to eight years, you should have adopted enough of the understanding of the intricacies and the other departments and how your BDC affects other departments. So from um, so from five to eight it is um, zero to three, three to five. Yeah, five to eight is a BDC manager. And then once you get at that eight year mark, again, it could happen at six, it could happen at seven, but to truly have a revenue generating BDC at eight plus years is what I like to refer to as a BDC director. Got it. Love it. And you know, and then the next thing I, I think would be really interesting for, for our listeners. And of course you're speaking to my heart when you talk about, yeah. data. you talk about data. That's, that's my heart, man. I, I love managing yes. the data, um, you know, data from either, you know, user analytics, user experience, consumer data, um, you know, data is going to give you a, a wealth of knowledge as to how you can really manage your business effectively. Um, you know, in a BDC role, what are some of the data points that you've seen or that you've experienced um, that really can help uh, a retailer become more effective? Um, you know, is, is, is that managing towards appointments? Is it show ratios? Is it closing ratios? Is there, is, is it all of the above? That, that's the million dollar question. I'm going to have to charge you for that one. Make sure you don't give all of it away because if you yeah, yeah, still right. got to still call you, right? Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> so, so what I will give you is what the industry standards are. Okay. And these industry standards, again, this is what I've been accustomed to. Again, I've been following these for years and years and years. So the industry standards, which could kind of have changed, but as a base, you know, we all need to start off with a base, right? Um, so as an industry standard, um, your booking ratio should be anywhere between 25 to 30%, roughly. It, okay. There's a lot of BDCs that are above, but there are a lot of BDCs that are under. So as a starting point, 25 to 30% booking, and then you incremental growth from there. Uh, when over on the show side, you're looking for roughly in the areas of 65% show. Okay. Now, of course, again, you can incremental growth and you work off that. But as a starting point for anyone watching this that had no idea, 65% show is typically what's happening out there. And when we're talking about sold, even though we don't control the sold, but this is a whole other topic, but I'll just drop it really quick. The BDC only controls the sold through calling back the unsold, getting the data and feeding the sales manager the data. Love that. Break it down. Daily, yep, daily break it down. Scrum. So it's about 10 to 12% sold. Got it. So again, the BDC doesn't specifically get up and, 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 and get Albert to come in and sell the car. Yep. But as a BDC manager, you want to be tracking that if you're at six, 7% sold, I immediately like, are we calling the unsolds? Right. Are we calling the unsolds? Yes, we are religiously. Okay. Well, did the salesperson put the notes so that when I call Albert, I have relevant, I can have a relevant conversation. If that is correct, then my next question is how many times do you meet the sales manager? Right. And I'll save you some time. If it's not every day, first thing in the morning to go after, you know, to look through all the appointments that came yesterday, you're already missing the mark. Wow. That's great, man. I mean, and based on your experience, how many um, retailers would you say are actually really working even unsold opportunities? I don't have that data. I know what I, I know and I know what I don't know. I mean, I hope they are. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, well, if you're not, start. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's 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 um it's amazing sometimes to actually look in, in, internally and see where some of these, well, you these know things what? break down. You know? Sorry to say this, but to, to answer you, because it just came to me. So to answer you, it's not necessarily how many are not doing it. I'm more of the why aren't they doing it. I like it. that. I like it's that. It's the why that's important to me. And what I have seen is a lot of times... 
um, you know, you're, you're, you'll have a sales manager that tells the BDC, look, just don't touch, don't touch anything. Once the customer leaves, my people will do the follow-up. That's right. Um, don't worry about that. Okay. And that's one, And that's one of the reasons why I was asking, right? That's why I was asking, because you'll see that often, right? It's like, hey, once that very customer- often. Very, very common. Very, very common. But then again, when that happens, it's not to be cynical about it. I then go to the sales manager and I ask him, what is the precipice or what is the origin of this mindset that you have? Why we work on the phone all day. We're not going to miss a call. We're not going to miss an email. We're not going to miss a text. Why? Because we're sitting down here doing our activities all day. So why would you want it to touch that? And that's really when you identify. That's one of the powers of BDC Alchemy. It's not necessarily that I just go in and I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but it's my ability to work hand in hand with the multiple different departments to find out what combustion points exist and i factor that into my daily coaching with the bdc manager and i try and create an alignment between the two departments got it well i think this is a really good opportunity to segue to well we talked about industry average right so we know 20 to 25 percent industry average is a good show rate i mean 25 to 30 and 25 then, to 30, 25, 25 to, 30. to 30 is okay. 25 yes. to 30 is okay. That's a good, that's a good uh, book rate. Then 65% on average, good show rate. And right. then, you know, on average, 10 to 12% your closing ratio. What's our, what's our Sean BDC <laughs> alchemy rate? What does that look like? I'm sure you got that data. <laughs> that I do have because um, I've, I've been, I've been calling a man scientist and All right. um, what happens is, is for me, a, a relationship grows. Seldomly am I, uh, do I partner up or seldomly does my work require me to be in and out within a month? You know, I mean, I could do some consulting. I'll get on the phone with the vendors because I know the real questions to ask, like, is the XML ADF, is is it all connected? What are the phone systems? Where are they going? I've set up a lot of phone systems and whatnot. Um, So essentially when I'm done, I don't find that I am successful or the project was a success granted there's a lot of other components but what i have absolutely done on my side before going out and starting my business because i was probably pretty important to say that i was under the rooftop for 18 years yeah before going off and starting my own business right um and i've built here in montreal uh six bdcs for canada's largest dealer groups and i'm about at five right now in the states and I've consulted with um, BDCs in Poland and in Germany as well. So hmm. what I've seen, uh, what I have done um, is that I would not be happy if uh, the uh, booking should be at 40%. Okay. My show ratio, I can't accept anything under 80. 85 is the target, but I can't accept anything under 80%, right? right? I take it personally. Mm-hmm. And then um, when we're talking about sold, 15 plus percent, hands down. Absolutely. Provided, of course, there are a lot of different elements. Like we're both, we both enjoy data provided that the contact ratio is above 35%. Like there's a lot of elements um, that kind of um, can tip the cup left or right, which is why I called my company BDC Alchemy, because it's an ongoing process of disrupting my current belief system. I am constantly, I don't call my office the office. Right. I call my office the lab mm. because I am constantly with my white coat and yeah. my goggles. Yeah. I am constantly in the lab trying new things. And, and it's so interesting because every BDC build is completely different. 
The right? ecosystems are completely different. The people are completely different. So that's, I'm driven by these challenges. Yep. It, it's not just this, this rinse, wash, repeat, or, you know, I just come with this framework and, 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 and put it over, right? It's all dependent on what's happening currently inside of your store. You know, that's one of the things that impresses me um, about you the most. And, and I really love um, what you're doing because to your point, right? Um, every BDC and every single retailer, depending on the OEM, depending on the ecosystem, depending on the consumer landscape, the, the environment, the population, the demography. Um, and this is why you and I, you know, can, can work so well together when it comes to that consumer data, because to your point, it is not a rinse, wash and repeat at every BDC, right? It is a complete Correct. custom, like you said, mad scientists, you know, build. Absolutely. And, and what happens is, yes, it does take a little bit more time. Um, 100% it's chess, it's chess, not checkers. Hmm. Right. So if you're looking for instant gratification, you want to turn this, you want to turn your BDC around in two months, I'll do my best. Right. But when, what I'm talking about is longevity. What I'm talking about is people development. What I'm talking about is career opportunity. What I'm talking about is using your BDC potentially as an incubator, yeah. like these new service advisors coming in. What, what does our onboard process look like? Right. Fun fact. Well, not so fun, but right now in our industry, the national turnover average in the States is 20%. Not bad. Right. When Cox, Automotive, Cox Automotive did a study and the turnover ratio in our industry is 46%. Really? Interesting. 46% real stats. And when we're looking at the sales floor within that 46%, because my data has data. <laughs> so right? within that 46%, 80% turnover on the sales floor. Gotcha. So what happens is once every two years, your entire sales floor is almost brand new. Yep. Yep. Which is, why we need, which is why we need to focus on process and not results because that number is atrocious. If we focus on processes and we tie that into our onboarding processes, our training processes, I mean, what have we seen? Salesperson will come in, They'll start on day one, they're given a phone, they're given their desk, maybe a small 10, 15, 20 minute intro on the company and all right, go for it. Yep, off to the races, right. They should spend at least two to three days in the BDC, take some of those, those sales calls, take some of those leads, see how they're ingrained in the process. Use the BDC as an incubator, not necessarily as, as to replace people, but the onboarding process should absolutely involve the BDC. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's 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 funny how much overlay there is and overlap there is in terms of um, that same concept when it comes to, you know, really building, you know, um, uh, data in, into a dealership's, you know, process, right? It's not just a, hey, within 30 days, I'm going to, you know, in, embed a, a first party data solution and all of a sudden, you know, problem solved. It's, it's a complete comprehensive process, um, how you're managing that, you know, the, it's just to your point. And in shocking right i mean you're talking about you're completely turning over your internal sales force probably once every year and a half at this point so if you're not investing in that process at your retailer or your dealership um then all this work that you're doing is basically constantly just you're chasing it right well yeah it's like carrot and stick right so so we, we listen we have great results 
Um, we have great marketing initiatives, but what, what I've seen time and time again, especially from working with some of the biggest dealer groups in Canada, mm. you know, I was with the biggest Mercedes Benz dealership for a little over three years, right? You learn a lot. I was with Toyota. I was with Mazda. Right. So what happens is that you start to see patterns and you start to see commonality. So instead of, you know, walking around with a chip on my shoulder or, or just make being irate about it, when I started my business, I already know what I yeah. want to do. I already know the importance of interdepartmental communication yeah, in any organization. Communication is always the last one because we're, we don't we don't listen to understand. We, we, we listen to reply. It's always has to be somebody's fault. It always has to be, oh, it's not me. It's him. Like instead of working collectively, instead right. of galvanizing the process around people and taking care of them, bringing in that churn or that turnover ratio, let's get that down to a much more respectable 20, 25% because it's inevitable. But if we bring that down to 20, 25%, now, all of a sudden, what we're talking about is people that are career oriented. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Sean, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, just so the listeners that are out there, um, if you had to give just, you know, two pieces of, of, you know, maybe one or two pieces of like, hey, you know, this is one of the biggest, you know, catastrophic failures I'm seeing or one of the best pieces of advice that I could give any dealership before we, we, we kind of wrap this up here. What would that be? You know, what would you say? Um, you know, something that comes directly from you that you used to say, Hey, look, you know, based on my 20 years experience, I've seen this without fail and it's probably likely happening in your store. And here's what you should be looking at. What would that be? Taking care of your people, okay. taking care of your people. I said it before and I'll say it again. It's about emotional intelligence. It's about taking care of your people. Like I said before, managers do things right leaders do the right thing so when you make it about people focus on the inputs process and the outputs results will take care of themselves love that love it so love instead it. of two i'll give give you one That's focus it. on the inputs the outputs will take care of themselves That's but it. I, mean, I mean and i mean and this is very important albert i mean genuinely Focus on the inputs, not just a, hey, Albert, how you doing today? Well, I'm not so uh, not so good. Okay, great. Well, I hope you have a better day. And then right, they walk right, off. Right. Yep. That so person is yelling and screaming to be heard, to be felt, to be recognized. Right. Take this person aside. We're human beings. That's right. Right. We're, we were biologically designed to work in packs. Yet, you know, we have all these cylinders in the dealership, whereas, you know, like one of the worst things in the world is well, in the world, one of the worst things in our industry is the handoff between sales and service. Mm -hmm. That right. gap is, that's your revenue gap. Right. Sales creates customers and service keeps them. That's right. So how are, we, how are we not working together? Uh, absolutely. Well, and, and on that note, um, if, I'm, if I'm a retailer out there and I want this in my dealership and I want to build this you know, relationship with my people. And I want to take advantage of a BDC and I want to get better fixed stops, you know, better sales. And I need something like this. How does one go about getting a hold of you? Except, you know, other than scanning uh, the QR code up here, you know, besides <laughs> scanning the QR code, if I'm just listening, how do I get a hold of Sean? Um, a couple of different ways. Number one, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. You reach yep. out to me on LinkedIn. I'll answer you um, almost right away. Well, whenever I can yep. in between consulting, uh, visit my website. There's a ton of information on my methodology and how things work. Do that first, get to know me a little bit because some people it's not their cup of tea. 
Sure. Right. Um, but if you are genuinely into the development of your people and real revenue, real revenue, sustainable revenue, bdcalchemy.com. And then my email is the bdcalchemist at gmail.com. So bdcalchemy.com and no bdcalchemy.com and the bdcalchemist at gmail.com. Perfect. Sean, I appreciate you so much. As always, man, you are killing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. Keep it going, man. Um, Thank you so much, Albert. Appreciate you. Thank you.